Welcome to What Do You Want to Watch the Conversation show hosted by Nathan English and David Dirks. And we are going to be talking about the newest horror movie from A24 that has actually been a pretty pretty big success in theaters considering the size and budget for this film. That is Talk to Me, uh, directed by the Philip Howe Brothers, um, a new exciting dark horror movie. I would say very dark in tone. One of the darkest I've seen in recent years. And then we're going to talk about horror in the 2020s and kind of where the genre has gone since then and maybe recommend some some good ones that we have seen. Uh, so all of that is coming up. So stick around. Let us in, if you will. Hey, come on. What? All right, Talk to Me is a A24 horror film that just released this last weekend. Um, so not we're record, currently recording this on a Sunday night. It released the weekend before. Um, and the premise of this Australian horror film, which is directed by uh, the Philippa Brothers, who are famous for the Raka Raka YouTube channel, which I actually had seen a couple of their videos. Um, they just they were two Australian. Uh, brothers who twin brothers who just started making horror comedy stuff on on YouTube and then just became like extremely popular on YouTube and A24 you know they pitched a movie to A24 and A24 said yeah here's the money go make it hmm. and they did and uh, I think it turned out really well but the premise of this movie is a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. David, let's just start. Um, and I, I, we can try to do our normal thing and not spoil the movie at the beginning, at least. So let's just start. Give me your like quick 30 second review of talk to me, how you felt about it. Spoiler free. Um, I love that I hadn't heard about it as a horror movie. Uh, it wasn't one of these main franchises, um, so I always love that. Um, honestly, the opening scene was enough to hook me, um, and it worked for me. It was paced well. Um, it wasn't over the top in any certain area, uh, and it didn't rely on cheap jump scares. Um, and there's some pretty deep things that kind of go underneath this movie as a whole rather than it just being a horror movie. So uh, really, really good, good performances, and... Yeah, it wakes you up in the first five minutes, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Really, really effective opening. I would agree with that. Um, and that's kind of, for me, that's just so important in a horror movie. Um, I think another movie that did that well this year is Evil Dead Rise. Like if you you really, like a horror movie, I do like the slow build, but I love when they give me a scare or like give me a just terrifying scene in the first five minutes. Because it really yeah. just like sets the tone and it kind of puts you on edge for the rest of the movie because you're just waiting for stuff to happen again. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like that. I do enjoy some slow burn horror, but I like when they give me give me a little treat right at the beginning. I, oh, I yeah. would agree. It wakes you up and it hooks you. They just yeah. set the hook on you, you know? Absolutely. And then you're just anticipating the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, I would agree that the thing I want to add to what you said, um, which I think we both really, really enjoyed this movie. Um some really good performances, especially from Sophie Wilde. I think she was yeah. um, tasked with, first of all, she had to portray a lot of different emotions. 
Um, but actually just the physical like performance that she had to give when she gets possessed by these um, spirits and what all of them had to do whenever they get possessed by these spirits while playing with the hand um, was just, I, I think incredibly difficult. Could have been super corny in the wrong hands, um, mm. but I think they stage it well. They also, in this movie, they do a good job of portraying some of those scare, more scarier scenes, almost jokey, but not as like they're making fun of what's happening, but portraying it the way the teenagers that are engaging in this activity are seeing it in a lighthearted way uh, mm. that almost seems like a fun, just party activity um, before it kind of turns serious. Um, so also shout out to Miranda Otto who is Eowyn from Lord of the Rings, who as soon as she popped on screen, I was like, Eowyn, what are you doing here? Yeah, uh, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I don't see her in very many things, so I was really happy That's, to see her. That is a classic, like, I know that actress, but I don't know her name. Like, she's, she's mm-hmm. in that tier, you know, like, you know of her, but you're like, I don't remember your name, and I'm so sorry. Yeah, because she's in one of the most famous film franchises of all time, but yeah, you, know, you don't, but... she's not going to recognize her name. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. It's okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just really thought this was really well handled. I'm really excited for what these guys can do. Um, this was like their first feature film. Um, and I, I don't, it just, it was, it was very impressive to me. Um, and I, I know they've already like supposedly signed on to direct like an adaptation of the street fighter franchise for a movie, um, that's being reported. And then they've also like, maybe talked about doing a prequel to talk to me and some other stuff. I just hope they keep coming up with new content. Like we need newer ideas. I love IP stuff in horror. I love the evil dead franchise. I love the scream franchise, but I need a balance. And I think these guys can really provide that good balance. Like give them a franchise one. Yes. But I don't want every exciting horror movie that comes out to be the new exorcist. Right. I, I I want some, I want some unique ones. Um, What's crazy Real quick, um, in a pod I was listening to, they got interviewed, and they're saying how like they got turned down by so many Hollywood studios because the studios wanted to come in and change what they wanted to do and make it more of every other horror movie that we've seen come out, you know, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That that was before uh, Australian the Australian screening. What's it called? There's a screening company in Australia that essentially funds like Australian directors. Yeah, and the Australian Screen Board or something. It's like a yeah, yeah, it's like a non-for-profit that gives them funding and so gave them a lot of money. And then A24 eventually picked it up. And as we've heard with A24, they said like we're not going to do anything. You can make the movie you want. And thankfully, right, because this turned into a very unique and film to these directors and to the idea that they had. And I can only imagine if you know Hollywood had stepped in, you know how different this would be. You know so. I think, yeah, I think that this movie, um, there, what I like about horror is it's a genre that can give you so many different um, kinds of film and like the subgenres within horror. And this one is a very, very important and very common and, and very beloved genre for me, which is just teenagers doing stupid stuff. <laughs> and like that is a whole subgenre of horror is just teenagers awakening an ancient evil because they're dumb and teenagers exploring and shouldn't have done that and they're, they're dumb and that's what happens over and over and over and over um and i think talk to me is just a really smart way to build upon that some of the stuff was a little eh for me i and maybe this is because i'm not a teenager myself anymore but i think every movie that shows teenagers goes over the top with the cell phone recording everything 
thing. And mm-hmm. this movie does that a little bit. That's kind of part of the like ingrained in the film is that this is like a viral thing and it's like making these people famous in the small area, which is why they learn about the hand. And so that part's a little annoying because it's like kind of in your face all the time. It's like they're trying to show that everybody's filming everything. But mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't been to a party with teenagers. So I don't know if they're maybe they are doing that. That just seems like a really easy like trope that everybody hits. But other than that, yeah. I really enjoyed this. Well, I would agree with you. I did hear that this was partially based on a true story. And we can get into that more spoiler when we can actually talk in depth about the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's some pretty interesting stuff. And I, I don't know if they saw this happen or if they heard, but there's some interesting stuff behind that. But um, yeah, Sophie Wilde, her second feature film, I think she was in another one actually this year, but I, I've not heard much about it. But really her first like main movie um, I feel like we're going to be seeing her a lot more on the screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She definitely has uh, the right. There's horrors long relied on scream queens, um, like these women who are the center of horror movies. Jamie Lee Curtis is probably the original scream queen, mm. and like then becomes a staple of horror movies because they just have the right. Like, first of all, you scream really well. Second, like you have the righteous tone um, and your acting style tributes really well to horror movies. Mia Goth is in the middle of that right now. I could definitely see Sophie Wilde um, going that direction. And especially if the, the Philip Hart brothers want to keep working with her, which mm. I would imagine they would after the success of this and, and the performance that she gave and talked to me. So, Absolutely. David, I want to do something new. I don't think we've ever done this before on the show and you don't even know about it. I want to I want to give a rating for the film, yeah, you know, like we normally do. But I also for horror movies now, I want you to give a scare rating um, because I think that sometimes, mm-hmm. especially where you and I, we see a lot of horror movies. I don't think anything really puts us off because it's too scary. But maybe for casual people who don't watch a lot of horror films, we can try to give them an idea about where this is at. Maybe even give me like a couple of movies that it's around the same level as so, cause I know some people are like, I'll watch a horror movie, but I don't want something too scary. And others like, if this isn't actually scary, I'm not going to watch. So mm, yeah, can, yeah. You, can you try to give me a, give me your ranking for the movie, but also try to give me a scare rating. So my overall ranking for the movie right now is a four to five. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, quickly looking, that's the highest rated, um, horror movie for me this year. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Scare rating. Hmm. Let's are we just doing it on a five star yeah, rating just again? Do, okay. Just do a five. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, for me, honestly, I, I would say scare rating probably three and a half out of five. I don't think I was I think there were a couple times it was one of those feelings of like I don't want to look at the screen. But for mm-hmm. the most part, I think I was just like insanely tense the whole time. It was more mm-hmm. like a thriller tense not as much as like a every scene i'm like jumping or it's a jump scare so it wasn't as like a scary horror for me but i think i was just i was so tense and um i mean it's it's a heavy movie um so that's three and a half where i'd put that is are you feeling the same way or do you feel pretty differently in that category no i think i feel the same way i think three and a half is a really good spot because yeah there were multiple times where i was like oh my gosh and there's some messed up stuff in this movie um and some stuff that yeah. really makes you want to look away and really freaks you out. But uh, I don't like, yes, what you say is there was a lot of like tension and anticipation. This movie also does something that it's very effective in horror movies where 
it just you don't know what's real sometimes and mm-hmm. so like you don't know if what you're seeing is real and the character doesn't know what's real um, and that makes for that's just a really good avenue for for scares um yeah. sorry you said that i just remembered a scene i was like that's so good oh my yeah. goodness yeah so i i thought that was very effective can you give me a baseline what's a one what's a horror movie that's a one on the scare factor and what's one <laughs> do you have one that's a five what's what do you think is the scariest movie you've ever seen um this may not be the actual answer but i'll throw like hell, a movie like hell house out there we're at the peak of like hell house you're, you're legitimately like terrified like i i don't want to look at the screen right now because i'm i'm mortified um exorcist the original exorcist is pretty horrifying um yeah to watch i uh, those are the two that I'm just right off the top of my head thinking of. Are there any ones that come to your mind that are just like pure, just terrifying to you? My go-to is The Descent. Oh I my mean, gosh, how did I forget about that? Oh the my Descent gosh. is just like, it, it actually just works on my fear specifically very well. I'm claustrophobic. Um, and then just when the monsters start showing up and they're like... For those who don't know, it's you get trapped in a cave essentially and they, they're not the ones down there. And then, and yeah, the and then the some man-eating goblins start attacking them. Oh and my so, goodness. But the, the way they use darkness in that movie and like the um, uh, night vision goggles and stuff, uh, the yeah. night vision on the camera, that's just, yeah, that, that part terrifies me. So I would say that. Um, and then for least scary, like I'm trying to think of an actual... Because mm. there's obviously like horror comedies that aren't scary i'm trying to think of an actual horror movie that i don't really think is scary that i still like because there's a lot of horror movies i'm like that wasn't that wasn't good but i'm trying to think of like a let me just horror movie that sort I my rating my uh yeah i'm gonna sort about my worst lowest rated movies because i would imagine if it's that that would be similarly the case i'm gonna see um, what i'm gonna see if there's any highly rated ones that i don't find scary okay and i can i can go opposite Oh, uh, another one. That's of... re- another one that's really scary. Uh, that doesn't even have supernatural elements. Uh, the Strangers. Yeah, very effective. Very very effective. Get out. I don't think Get Out scary. At least not for me. I don't. And that's I, considered but I don't horror. Think I don't think I'm the target yeah. audience. Evil Dead. Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two is not scary. I find that very good, but I don't find that movie mm. scary at all. I would say the gallows, but Nathan has seen me jump more than any other horror movie in that bad <laughs> movie that just that one yeah, time. The gallows was so bad. Let me let me find a legitimately bad horror movie. Um, I mean, Session Nine comes to mind, but that was just like Session Nine was just boring. Yeah, that movie's not scary. The new Texas maybe, Chainsaw Massacre. Was, that Pet was Cemetery. Scary. That remake was just stupid. Rough. The Curse of La Llorona was not scary at all. And was just mm. bad. Okay, so I think that might be one. There's a but yeah, anyway, there's some good three, ones. Three and a half out of five on the scare meter for David and I. So if that gives you an idea, if you are a horror person, you like really like horror, I would highly recommend this. I think this is a must see. If you're not, this might be a little intense for you, but I would give it a shot. You know, if uh, if you're yeah. willing to open open yourself up to it, I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, at the end of the day, it's just a really well made movie as well. So yeah, I wouldn't put this in the category of any like. Sinister or Conjuring or ins- even Insidious, I think, have scarier peaks than what this does, just with the jump scares and stuff, even mm-hmm. though the movie may not be as you know quality. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into some spoiler territory for this one a little bit. If, if you want to avoid this uh, spoiler part but listen to the rest of our conversation about horror in the 2020s, 
I would say skip ahead like maybe 15, 20 minutes in the pod, something like that. Well, and so let's just let, – David, let's talk about the ins and outs of Talk To Me. First of all, did you know going in that this was Australian? Because I did not. I didn't, I didn't watch no. any of the trailers. I just heard no. about it, and I just bought a ticket. The opening scene, I was like – looked at Tristan. I'm like, why aren't there subtitles, bro? I can't understand. And I was like, oh, wait. No, I can understand. Oh, okay, okay. At first, bro. I was like, is it British? And I was like, no, that's not British. And then it's Australian. Southern British. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the, that first scene with the like flashing lights at the party, the strobe, and the music playing in the background, that rap song was really effective. I just, yeah, that, that beat was, was kind of clean, though, in that song. Yeah, that was nice. That was, <laughs> was nice. That, and then they was, just, was that a one-shot, that entire first scene? I might have been. It literally might have been. I wasn't paying attention to that part because I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And also, why is this an Australian movie? I wasn't ready for that, but yeah. I think it was, which is even more impressive. Yeah. Also incredibly Australian because of the kangaroo. I was like, oh, yeah. gosh. We're, which I've never even thought deep, about that. We're in Australia's bag right now because there's yeah. a kangaroo featured in this film. Yeah. Um, so I... Genius, which that's genius an interesting. Premise. That's an interesting part of the movie, though, that she's not yes, able to kill it, because then she's not able to kill him. And the, then the, you're like, that's actually that might play into this movie in the future, and it did. It was crazy. Hundred percent. Yeah, she's not able to kill Riley. So, I, I, I thought this was a just an amazing premise. Like, what a great idea for a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, an embalmed like you learn later you don't learn this early on obviously but you learn later on that this is just the embalmed hand of a medium essentially who could talk to the dead and so now you grab the hand and that's uh and then you say talk to me and it's just, you eventually you see a spirit and then you let it in and like it's, it makes sense that kids would be stupid enough to be like this is fun let's do it um I, one of my favorite scenes wasn't even scary. It was when they, after they first did it at um, Jade's house. Because mm-hmm. um, the first scene is very terrifying, the way that it's shot. Like whenever uh, she first um, does the ritual with the hand. but That is a jump scare. It, when they yeah, switch the absolutely. scene, you're like, what the? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. That's, that one was very effective. But when they all go over to Jade's house and they're all doing it, and there's that music playing in the background, um, and it's like a compilation of just them cutting a montage of them doing it over and over and over again. Yeah, I was like, wow, I can see why this would be fun. And then it flips instantly to what happens with Riley. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh god. And you can see it coming. You're like, something seems different. Like this, this isn't going to be. I feel like this isn't going to end well. And like. That's that's one of the scenes that's not like a I can't watch because I'm scared like I can't it's like I can't watch because this is like this is intense well, I, you know when he I, starts head banging my triggers and head is self mutilation yeah whenever he I thought it was even worse in the bathroom of the hospital when he, he starts laughing himself against the tile and then he starts licking up the blood as it's going down the drain yeah oh my gosh yeah. <sighs> And then the another I want to ask you if you this reminded you. So I'm sorry, we're just going all over the place. Um, <laughs> where we obviously already talked about how much we like the film. So the part where I kind of knew something was up, and I'm sure you did too. Whenever um, just like saw her mom, and I was like, "Is that actually her mom? Like, I'm sure is it, but or is it just somebody messing with her?" And like mm-hmm. the whole time, I was like, "That's not her mom." Did you actually think that she was communing with her mother, or do you think it was just another spirit pretending to be her mother? 
Uh, pretty quickly, I caught on at first. I was like, oh. But then I was like, um, in every like horror movie I've ever watched, uh, you they're, they're always telling you the opposite of the truth. And like this situation of like this spirit communicating with you, like it's lying to you. Like it's trying, mm-hmm. you know, to get you to do what it what it wants you to do and not what you should do. So I very quickly was like, I, and then like, I think later on they, they clarify, like it can, it can shape into any thing that it wants to, I believe is what they said. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But I yeah. Thought, I, I, it, I cut on pretty quickly. It was a very smart way to explain it because it played upon the fears that she had about her mother because the spirits were inside of her. So they know they're like mm-hmm. that, that part of the movie made sense to me. Um, and I also thought it was incredibly effective when they were showing him the, her vision of Riley being tortured. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was... That reminded me of... I know you didn't like this movie, but that reminded me of Event Horizon. Yeah. Like, you don't... You see enough, but you can't see much. But it's enough to be like, oh my gosh. That's horrible, you know? Yeah. So... Do you think... Do you think he was okay at the end? Do you think Riley's okay? Like, obviously, physically, he's not, right? And he's been destroyed physically, but... Do you think he's free or do you think he's going to be tortured by the spirits still? Technically, they didn't solve it, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't feel like they did. They, I think the, I think the, the directors intentionally do this. They open for discussion and they want you to talk about it. But because um, I don't think they technically got him out. I don't know. <laughs> Which is terrifying, you know. I don't know. But was he even in there? Was that what was happening? Or was that just what the spirits wanted to show her so she would give herself over to them? Oh, that's a whole other rabbit trail. That's deep. I didn't even think about that. Because that's the way that I took it, is that Mia is being shown by the spirits that it's something that's not actually happening to Riley to force her to kill Riley. Like Which is why the they were freaking out and saying Mia's so aggressive, because to them Riley's like chilling in bed. Right. Oh, also here's another thing. This our group didn't know. Our group was split down the middle. Did Mia get pushed by her sister, or did she? Was she tired of it and she jumped in front of the car? I think she jumped. I kind of felt that way too, but a lot of the jumped. group thought that that she got pushed. I did not feel it. It didn't seem like Jade had it in her to do that. Yeah. I didn't get that vibe. But but it's just interesting. The directors leave so many little things like that. Like, well, what do you think happens? You know, I think it's, it's, it's a, it can be a crutch or it can be like distracting. But I think in this case, it was actually pretty effective of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually just don't know what happened, you know. Mm-hmm. So I want to see this again. This movie also, even though I don't want this to be the future for this movie, infinite sequel possibilities. Yeah. Because... Like the ending just sets up a whole new because I that was one of the smartest horror endings ever. She's reaching her hand out and then she just shoots up into, into mm-hmm. the guy says, "Talk to me," and she's now staring at another room full of people who are clearly playing I, this at a party. For some reason, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like her. It's gonna be Jade and them trying to c- contact her," which would not have been as good as like just another random house, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, very effective. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about a scene. Okay. One of the most effective to me in the movie when Mia's talking to her mom and the, well, not her mom, convincing her that her dad isn't her dad. 
And then, then she the, stabs the her demon dad. of the dad comes in. He's still sitting there. And then, yeah, she's fighting this, you know, not her dad. And as she's going to stab, the real dad slips in to try to stop her. And it just goes right in. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is just chaos ensuing. Very and, effective. You know, she, she ends up stabbing her own dad. It's like, oh, my goodness. And I knew it was going to happen. As soon as I saw the scissors, and I was like, oh, no. She's going to stab her dad. Like, I can't. Ah, I was... I think that's what this movie does so well. And one one thing I want to talk about, the theme of like hopelessness in this film, mm. which is I think some horror movies, and I like these as well, want to have a happy ending and like want to have them defeat the evil and overcome everything and everything's fine at the end. But there's another sect of horror that I also really enjoy and I'm glad they keep making them. And that's like there is no hope. And at the end, it's just pain. And that's what's happening in this movie is like the, nobody gets a good ending. Riley is scarred for life. Um, their fam- he may not be able to walk again. Who knows what his mental state is like or if he's, he's even cut up. The, everybody in the family is traumatized. I don't know if her dad lived or not. And she is now stuck in mm-hmm. this limbo place with all the other spirits. Yeah. And is now a pawn in somebody else's game that they want to play. I guess maybe the happiest ending were those the two friends that said, here's the hand, and they just ditched, bro. They just disappeared. The ones who were <laughs> responsible for it all. Well, yeah. the, I guess the burden of that, yeah. Bro, they dipped, though. It. They said, nah, you can have it. <laughs> I, that was very smart. But, no, man. Very smart by them. Yeah, I, I thought... I, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to change topics on another point of this movie, so you you've continue. Well, I just wonder, is that something you like in horror? Do you like when there's no hope at the end? Do you like a, like, I almost, like, I, the movie I thought of instantly was like the Midsommar ending, mm-hmm. um, where, like, it kind of tricks you into thinking it's a happy ending, but if, and people would think Midsommar, the ending of Midsommar is happy, have no idea. I, I like, I don't want to be gatekeepy about, like, you don't understand that movie, but if you think that, like, her being brainwashed into that cult is a good ending for her, is, you, uh, I just don't know how to hope. That's wild. I'm like, yeah, that's. I like that this one. There's no hope, and I thought Hereditary did that as well. Where I like horror movies at the end when it's like, yeah, this is suffering and it sucks, and that's it. I think there's there's no light. I think you know we have genres of horror, but that's even like a subgenre off a genre of like, there is a specific category of movies, horror movies specifically, that are kind of like that, where it's like, yep. You were hoping for a happy ending, and you know, in, in a in a lesser extent, like the movies where everyone dies in the bad horror movies, it's kind of similar, but this more of like there isn't like a happy ending, like no one in comes out on top, and that's it's kind actually, of the, what makes it horror, you know? Yeah, and the original ending of the descent, I thought was very good about that too. Yeah, and then they changed the ending to let her make her get out, so then they could have a sequel, which was really annoying because no, the original ending of her just accepting what's happening is amazing Mm -hmm. and i thought fit better so well doesn't that movie oh how does that movie end it ends with her driving away and then the initial ending that we saw for the first time when we watched it in college which i think is the original ending the directors have but it's now switched on streaming to a different ending because last time i watched it it was not the same ending the original ending is you see her get out you see her drive away and you're like oh my god she made it out and then you see she's like thinking about her daughter and then you realize that no she's thinking about getting out she's not actually getting out because it cuts back to her huddled up in the cave 
sitting by herself. And then in the new ending, they change it to where she just actually gets out. Mm. And because then there's a sequel, which I haven't seen, but I have not heard a single good thing about. Yeah. I think that's the one I remember when we just recently watched it, but then we looked it up and it's like, people are like, no, she's just delusion. She's just imagining it. So I don't, it's, it doesn't seem very clear. Maybe they on purpose did that so that they could, again, I make a sequel. I feel like the original, the original, the first time I saw the movie, for some reason, I feel like it made it absolutely clear that she did not get out. And that was mm. a fantasy in her head. But, of course, we watched that, what, six years ago now? It's been so long. Golly, we're old. Yeah. It's six years? That's ridiculous. 2018, I guess five. We're not quite to six. So, but um, I mentioned this earlier. So the same pod I was listening to, Apparently, this is based off a uh, a video that they came across or heard about, but one of the friends was experimenting on drugs and started overdosing, and the friends were recording and like laughing, and he was like having, like he was seizing and all this stuff, and like no one helped him. That's that's what I heard from the director. Director, so I don't know if that actually happened or if like they heard. It's like a story no, that I they heard, you know. I I, um, the, which is terrifying to think about. How depraved the internet is, I'm not surprised that that is possible. But that's why this so, movie this movie makes you upset. Yeah, like it makes yeah. you physically angry for the choices the characters are making. I hated Haley the first time I met that character. She's the one that has the hand. She's the worst. Like yeah. she's clearly just doing that. It's just like playing with fire, um, but only others are getting burned. And mm, that's because really, yeah. We it's not until the party next party that we see that she ever does it. She's only the one that, like, she invites people to do it, but she never does it herself. She doesn't ever put herself at risk. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting. But this, yeah, this part, this is very frustrating because you're the whole time you're like, you guys are stupid. You're so stupid. Stop. You're idiots. Stop doing that. And then they um, take it farther with the t- like thirteen year old trying it. Like, guys, what are you? What? Yeah. Why are you having your little brother do this? You know. Well, and they set that tone at the beginning because that opening scene uh, that really just starts the movie off with a bang. The guy walks into the party. He's looking for his little brother. And he op- he breaks down the door, finds his brother who is like got claw and scratch marks on his back. Is he unconscious he, at that point? Or No, he was conscious. He just didn't seem all there. So he's yeah. walking him out of the party and everybody right. starts filming. And the, the mo- that moment you know what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. And like this, this movie is clearly trying to say like – what how we view people how we how we mock others it's i'm sure it's like there's definitely a tone of like mental health and like how we instead of helping people we make fun of them we look at them we use mm-hmm. them as sideshow attractions and so everybody starts filming and then he stabs his brother and most of the people stop filming but some of them don't some of them still stick around they just back away a little bit and then he walks outside and they start to move away and most of the people leave by that point, but you can still see like some camera flashes as he, yep. that character stabs himself mm-hmm. in the face. Dude, that, that scene happened and Tristan leaned over and said, this is going to be a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally said that to myself. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. This is going to be great. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, it was so good. I mean, let's, well, this, this is a tough hold to jump into talking about most effective opening scenes of a horror movie. And I know you <laughs> just said you've seen 210 horror movies, so that, good luck siphoning through all of that. Is is that one of the more effective opening scenes to a horror movie that you've seen in your recent memory that you know you can think um, about, can remember? From what I'm thinking about, um, yeah, that's that's right up there. 
Um, and that doesn't mean that the horror movie, if it doesn't have that, is bad. I think the all-time Pantheon one is the first Scream. Yeah, I just the saw opening, that. I was like, yeah. The opening of the first Scream is just unbelievable. Um, I thought the opening of Midsommar was really effective, too. Um, oh, my gosh. I blocked that is, out. The yeah. house scene? Yeah, which is the house scene. So that's really effective. Uh, and How does Halloween – how does Halloween start? I'm trying to remember. I'm also trying to remember. It's because that's like while. one of the most iconic horror movies of all time. I don't think Halloween really starts that scary. Halloween's a lot of build up. No, yeah, actually, like... no, 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 no. I'm wrong. Halloween does have a good opening. Halloween's opening is Michael killing his family when he's a kid. Oh, that's right. You like see it it's in the mask. See in the mask. Yes, he is. Yes, that one's really good too. The, yeah, one, yeah. the only movie that I'm thinking of that is a great horror movie that doesn't really have anything like that. Um, the Exorcist. The opening is important, but it's not scary. Mm. Um, because the opening is like you're in the Middle East and they're uncovering the like statue. Um, That's right. And so that that I would say little, the descent is strange. as well. There's no horror at the beginning. It's just like introducing the characters and they go on this trip. Well, the descent. No, there isn't horror, but there is. The descent opens with a wreck that kills her family. Dude, how do I keep forgetting about these parts? That's true. Well, because you were so traumatized by the end of the movie <laughs> that it's hard to remember the beginning. Well, that's, that's um, fair. I mean, Get Out doesn't really have a scary scene. Like, it opens with just them in an apartment mm -hmm. um, and stuff. It doesn't really get have a scary scene until the deer thing happens. Um, trying to think of Poltergeist. Sinister, has, I'm pretty sure, has a pretty – it starts with that opening clip from the film of the tree, right? Yes, yeah. Which is very effective. Yes, it does. Most so of there have, I mean, there have been some good ones, I guess. So yeah, I don't. Uh, Suspiria's opening is good, but it's not super scary. Um, so yeah, I, I thought this was one of the more effective ones. Um, in terms of just getting or or it's not even like scary, but it's just like oh my, we're setting the tone immediately. Like this is gonna be mm -hmm. crazy. A guy yeah. at a party stabs his brother and then stabs himself in the face. Like, With a one shot, yeah, yeah, it's a it's the from the jump, you're ready to go. I yeah, I want to ask really you good. one more question to close our talk to me, because um, I think more people should just see this movie honestly, um, and it's hard to, I I just want people to watch it, but yeah. let's talk to me. Do you think this movie was more rewarding because you knew le so little about it? Absolutely. Let me give you. Let me give you an example, and I want to see. Sorry, if you're gonna... no, you're good. <laughs> I jumped I, on it because <laughs> I knew I knew that was going to be your answer. So, yeah. do you, would you compare this in a similar vein to how you, Barbarian is different, right? It's more funny than scary, I think. But you think it like was as effective as Barbarian in that, like, I didn't know anything about it. I went in completely unprepared, and I was blown away. I thought so. Honestly, coming out of the theater, I was like, this feels like very Barbarian-like. Like, no one's known about this. It's a high quality horror movie in the middle of the summer, and it, people are like, "We need to. People, you should go see this movie." Like, a couple guys, people I listen to, and other people are like, "You just need to see this because I don't know how to explain it." And I feel like it's very similar to that. Um, I do think Talk to Me is a little scarier. Um, Barbarian has some scary moments, but once you get to it, you're like, ah. "Yeah, Barbarian's so <laughs> ludicrous. It's kind of funny." Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think I would agree. It's very similar to Barbarian. And it's funny is I, I gave them the exact same rating. Um, uh, so, yeah. Look at that, man. Just two back-to-back -back summers with some just out-of-nowhere horror movies. That's just good stuff. It's, I, I was just really, really pleased. I think this is 
this has been a good couple of years for horror, which is dovetails into the second part of this podcast and our other conversation. So talk to me is obviously one of the better ones. I think you said it's the highest rated movie horror movie that you've seen um, in the last few years for, for you personally, it's your favorite. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. I, for, so it's tied with a couple and we'll probably talk about them. And, uh, but it's definitely the highest rated, um, even if it's tied. Yes. The, it's the highest rated horror movie I've seen since 2020. Mm-hmm. I think that horror is the only franchise that has been incredibly consistent the whole time. Um, and it looked like we were kind of dead in the water a couple of times separately. But I think horror is just the nature of the movies. They're normally really cheap to make. Um, and if they're in any way scarier, they normally get audiences and they get money. And mm-hmm. I want to just go over with you what you think the most effective horror movies are since 2020. So movies made and released in this current decade, the 2020s that we're in. I've seen 44 horror movies in that time. Um, so I've that seen 43. It doesn't sound like a lot, but look, look at us. And we've probably seen almost all of the same ones. Like, yeah. We watch pretty much all the same movies. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 and I think this is an interesting conversation about the different kinds. So let's, first of all, we have Talk to Me. Movies like Talk to Me, Barbarian. I also want to throw Malignant um in there and nope as well these original ideas um for horror movies that kind of have a couple of surprises i think i i went into nope not really knowing what was going on malignant has a couple of twists in there as well i these are movies for me that were really effective um because i knew nothing because i went Mm. in knowing nothing um and i just was ready to be wowed i'd like to maybe throw black phone in there for movies we didn't really know much about yeah okay that's a good one too that's a good one as well Black phone. Was that um, last summer? Yes. As well? Wow. Yes, okay. I believe so. Um, and then we have our IP horror. So we have Scream 6 and 5. Actually, Scream's 5 and 6. <laughs> Evil Dang. Dead Rise was released at this time. I'm going to count The Invisible Man in that as well because The Invisible Man is you know, kind of a remake um, okay. on a popular horror creature as well. And so we have like these different Halloween, the Halloween films. Oh, the only one that was released. Well, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Hellraiser. Uh, you and I both hated those. Hellraiser as well. Another IP horror movie. So we're getting a lot of different kinds. And then we have these new, um, I think, new franchises or ones that could become franchises. Um, and that is the Fear Streets that were released on Netflix. Um, so there's three of those taking place in three different years, follows like an anthology of killers, X and Pearl. And there is a new one, Maxine, that I believe is going to be released this fall. Um, that's also in there. And then we have, um, some bad ones. Let's talk about the bad ones first. Let's just go in depth on some of the bad ones. David, we talked at length about how Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake is one of the most garbage things you and I have ever witnessed. Um, so we don't need to rehash that. What's another just straight up terrible horror movie you've seen in the 2020s? Um, actually, there's, there's a decent amount, which that's horror, right? It's either hit or miss. There, yeah. I have a couple. I have a couple three star horror, but it's like either three and a half and up, or two. It's two or lower, you know. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go recent just because a lot of people have heard of this. For me, Megan did not work. I gave that a two. Um, I, I really, I mean, it was, 
I guess funny in a way, but I, I it just did not. It wasn't effective for me at all. Um, hmm. So that maybe not be as popular just based on the rating. That's kind of goes against what that was. Um, one that's right next to Texas Chainsaw was the Halloween Ends. Oh my um, gosh! And uh, maybe disappointed more than anything, but I think it was just not very good when you when you don't have the main antagonist in the movie for a lot of that movie, and it's the final one. Like there's just a lot of things with that that was really just upsetting. And then the last thing I can mention is the sequel to uh, The Babysitter. We watched that together with our expectations maybe a little too high even. Even though they weren't terribly high, I think it, we were like, really? This is where you're taking this. So a couple that didn't work uh, weren't very great for me. A movie released prior to the Jenna Ortega just wave um, that starred Jenna Ortega that was just, yeah, it was not good. Um, I like the original Babysitter. It's not good either. It's fun though. That's a fun mm-hmm. horror movie that I would describe yeah. as pretty mediocre, um, but yeah, that was that one was offensively bad. One of the one of the worst ones I've seen. And I was actually just talking about this this week. Um, no one gets out alive is a Netflix horror movie. Um, it's about like an immigrant who is living in like a kind of a boarding house. Um, I believe it's in Southern California, and there's like some weird, like moth demon like ancient native american demon that lives in the basement and like slowly i believe slowly possesses people but then also just like eats them eventually um not good not a not as as one of the worst thing a horror movie can be is boring and this movie yeah hey like could you share with our listeners your deeply constructed highly thought out APA cited and sourced review um, of this movie for our What Do You Want to Watch listeners. Do I have a review for this? I don't even see a review for me. Oh. Yes. Do I? Where? Yeah. I can't see it. You read it. I can't see my own review for some reason. Please, please, David, read it. Bad. You didn't even put a period. <laughs> you didn't even put a period. You just said bad. <laughs> oh. Hey, and, I, and, and you know what? And I stand by it. Come on. <laughs> and and I stand by it. It was it was very bad. It was, uh, yeah, just boring. Which is what you can't be as a horror movie. You can't be boring. Yeah, um, that's I, what I just felt about the movie I just watched, The Skin and Marink. Um, first first film for this this director. Um, so I'm not trashing it by any means, but it was just it was an hour forty minutes, and it was just way too long for just i felt like it dragged on quite a bit um so that that one didn't work for me as well yeah yeah i've heard it's that's like an experimental horror movie that i've heard a lot about um and yeah i i didn't i i didn't really have a desire to watch it and after your review of it just being really boring i just don't i don't think i will another movie came out this year that i I thought it was fun in parts, but just incredibly disappointing and pretty bad was Renfield, um, which was the Nicholas Holt, uh, Nick Cage, Dracula movie. That yeah. Wasn't, was also just mismarked. It's not a horror movie, really. It's an action movie mm-hmm. um, with like way too much gore, like way too much gore. Yeah. Um, and it's not good. It's bad CGI in a lot of it. And so like this, the some of the fight sequences were kind of good, but mm-hmm. the, terrible cgi blood like overpowered their quality in any way and it was also wasn't funny which is what it was trying to be yeah 
we were like kind of into it at the beginning and it just got like too much we're like what is happening i this is like you know and, and sophie's yeah. not as like accustomed to like a horror movie like this as i am so she was like this is just disgusting this is not good to me you know so yeah. it was like over the top it was too it was too much for the low mm-hmm. quality of movie that it was you know mm-hmm. let's talk about the middle let's talk about david oh i think we forget about the middle we always talk about what's terrible we always talk about what's great what's a movie that was good that was okay this is decent what's just a middle of the road this is a fine horror film that you watched For me, honestly, uh, the newest Insidious. Okay, I give it a three out of five. Um, it's it was it was it was pretty good, and honestly, I, I read something after watching that kind of made sense. So, Patrick Wilson, they they finished the movie, they sat down and watched, and then they said, "Oh, we do not have enough scary moments in this for this to be a horror movie." And then they went back in and added like jump scares and, and scares into it. And after watching, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So there, there were some pretty effective scary moments. Um, it was pretty a deep film, just about like a father and a son. And really, you kind of forgot it was an insidious movie for a moment. Um, so like it wasn't horrible in that aspect. And the jump scares were somewhat effective. But I was like, dude, I, I feel like, you know, it's been a couple minutes. Like scare me, even though when they did, I was like, why did you scare me? I'm I, you know, so mm-hmm. it was, it was middle of the road for me. Um, could have been better, but for Patrick Wilson's like directorial directorial debut, like dude, that's pretty good. So I, uh, won't lie. The MRI thing from the trailer got me. Yeah. That was pretty scary. Theaters. That one was, that was, that was, that was, a, was, that was a very effective jump scare as a person who was terrified while they were in an MRI machine. Cause it's just loud. And again, claustrophobic. So mm-hmm. did not like it. Um. It, yeah, that was, and that's like the thing. Like the, the the couple that they had were very effective. But I was like, dog, where are I need more of this? You know, this is an insidious. This is a horror movie. Like, give me some more. But mm-hmm. I thought um, the movie that would fit that for me. Well, one is is called Watcher, um, which is <laughs> this um, horror film that was on Netflix, independent. It was released last year in theaters. I just didn't get the chance. It's essentially about a woman who is um, moves to moves overseas with her um, husband. No, I think they're ba- boyfriend. It's, no, it's her husband. It's her husband. They're married, um, and notices that there's like a there's a serial reports of a serial killer on the loose, and then she realizes a stranger across the street is still watching her, and it's kind of effective, but mm. it also just drags a little bit um, in the middle of it and takes a little bit to get get going as well, and so the fish out of water stuff is is pretty is pretty good for the horror like nobody understands me nobody understands what i'm going through thing here um i thought that was effective and the ending is kind of eh but i i thought there was yeah. some like overall really good tension building it's good that, moments in it that kind of sounds like a, a the woman in the window with starring amy adams is that kind of a similar yeah thing? i think it's better like executed yes i think this one is better executed but yeah it's a it's a similar okay. similar style to that another one that i want to shout out that i thought was mediocre that this might this might hurt your feelings. Knock at the cabin. No, I haven't seen Knock at the Cabin. Oh, that's I, right. Okay. The black phone. I thought it mm. was fine. Uh, my favorite part was actually the little sister, who was <laughs> like just incredibly defensive and and protective of her brother. Yeah. 
but I didn't, I didn't really like, I, I thought some of the Ethan Hawke stuff was good, but it, it also was a movie that felt like it kind of dragged a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, and I was just waiting and waiting. Like the, I think it was a scary premise and Ethan Hawke was terrifying in it, but I thought it just kind of took too long to get where it yeah. needed to go. If this was labeled as a thriller from the beginning rather than just a horror movie, would you have enjoyed it more knowing that going into it? Maybe because my expectations weren't as much to be scared. Um, and it was I feel like this wasn't as 40 minutes, but it yeah. was just, it felt long and not scary enough to me. I feel like this isn't as much straight up horror as like the, some of the movies we've been listing. I, I, I almost leaned, feel like it leans thriller, you know, more than anything, but there are a couple of very effective parts for me and, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I have it at a four right now. I'd be curious now rewatching it, what I think of it. Um, mm-hmm. I have one. And oh, actually first, before I go to that, because I know that'll this next one will be pretty spark some debate. But before I get to that, one that was effective for me, The Night House, that's one we didn't really know much about on HBO. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was pretty effective, starring Rebecca Hall, who was just in her bag. Um, Great performance from her. Rewatched it pretty soon after seeing it the first time on a horror movie. That's you know that shows you that's pretty good. I feel like if you want to rewatch that, so I thought that was good. One that I think is kind of middle of the pack that I just actually watched um, was Evil Dead Rise. Mm, I knew you weren't gonna like it as much as me. Uh, oh no, why? Please tell me why you think it's middle of the pack. I'm really interested. I have a question, and don't be offended. What would, I won't be. How is this separate? in your eyes from Renfield or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Cuz I, I I well actually yeah. What do you think? I don't, don't want to The the effects are better. Yeah, okay. Second of all, they're leaning into the camp. Um and but not in a way like mm-hmm. they're still attempting to be scary. Renfield the you have two things that are going too far in the other directions. Texas Chainsaw Massacre knows that it's not scary. And so they just put blood into it because they know mm-hmm. that it's not a scary film. Be- mm-hmm. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, very little blood, very effective, very Ooh. terrifying. This yeah. movie, not. And so that is why I didn't, I did not like that movie. Renfield, other direction, knows it has nothing in terms of horror, pumps a lot of blood in for comedy's sake and thinks that, will think that's funny. That how, oh my God, he ripped his arms off. Look how funny that is. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Evil Dead, it's kind of, <laughs> ingrained into the franchise which i think this is i just love the franchise and i felt Mm -hmm. that this was a movie that was very true to it yeah they're just going over the top with like how ridiculous it is yeah but they're still trying to maintain like some of the horror elements you know like whenever the mom turns she's freaking creepy when she pops out of the bathtub when she starts to float when she's looking through the um what do they call those on the door the the freaking the people glass or something people. yeah yeah you know and she's looking through the people at her yeah. daughter um yes the ending i can see when like the wood chipper and yeah that, it's just a classic understand. horror it's like oh let's put yeah. a wood chipper in here oh, you that know? just gets <laughs> that just gets too much but i felt like the elevator of blood was effective because that's what evil dead does i expect that from that franchise from yeah. texas chainsaw massacre i was disappointed because it felt like they just didn't follow the tone and I don't mm-hmm. know why it just didn't. It didn't make me queasy. The Texas Chainsaw one made me queasy, and this one didn't. Was that Evil Dead? Was that elevator scene like a paying homage to like The Shining, or was that just because that was really well, yes, similar? Think was, I think it was very. Yeah, I think it was a obvious homage to The Shining, and also just to the fact that in Evil Dead movies, they just have to find a way to put blood everywhere, 
And I, yeah. I, you didn't watch, you haven't seen the like 2013 remake, right? No, I saw the original. I wanted to see the original before I watched this, so I knew a little bit what was going on. Uh, okay. And I still want to revisit the second one, and then the Army of Darkness, Army Sam Raimi as well, and then the 2013 one eventually. Yeah, the 2013 one is also it's actually set the record for most um, fake blood used on a production. Like no CGI, really? it's all fake blood. Um, it set the record. That one is straight up horror. It's actually not really in the same tone as most of the other Evil Dead ones. I found that effective, though. Uh, hmm. But yeah, Rise, I think, separates itself because, first of all, it's following the mold that was set before it. But I think it's just better executed as well. Like, the cheese grater thing was scary Oof. like to me because that's, like, something I kind of thought about. Like, when you, if you keep the cheese gets too small, like, what happens to your hand? Yeah. You know, whenever yeah. you're grating it. So I thought that was really effective. But also, like... There's some funny lines like the name that she calls her kids whenever she's possessed and becomes the demon mm. um, when she refers to them as a certain kind of parasites and yeah. says that she will be oh. rid of them. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I just enjoyed it, but I, I get that that's weird. And it kind of sounds like I'm contradicting my thoughts on some other horror movies. No, that's fine. Also for me, and it's I it, with horror. Sometimes you got to look past it because it's again, it's low budget. For the most part, no name actors. I thought just at some point the acting was pretty rough. That and it, it kind of took me out of the movie uh, at some points, Who, which is just the reality. Is it the kids? Some of the kids were a little annoying for me. Yeah, I thought the two older siblings were rough um, at some points, um, and there's, the script yeah. at some points was a little rough. But again, it's a low budget horror movie, and I just thought I it mean, was fun, and so yeah. that's why. But I didn't yeah. think it was scary, really. Yeah. So. Okay, well that helps too. Okay, but dude, I, uh, so talking about Evil Dead, this isn't kind of in our conversation right now. But the original one, there were a couple parts of that original one. I was like, this is kind of spooky, dude. When she's like walking out, and you can't see in front of her, and it's foggy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm, I hate this. So that, I know you didn't like effective. Didn't like Rise. What did you think of the opening of Rise though? Um, I wasn't scene when they're at the lake. And then they, well, they got me with the whole. I thought it was a spirit because I just seen the original and it was a freaking drone. I was like, yeah, yeah okay. And then uh, they, it's literally zero to one hundred. I was not expecting um, rips her scalp off. What's funny is he walks up and he's just classic. Just I hate this guy. And I was like, <laughs> oh, can't wait for him to die. You know, <laughs> and he does because they set that up on purpose. They, you know, that you're not gonna oh, like this absolutely. character. You know, I thought the um. The her floating, like the of her floating into the Evil Dead Rise credits was that was clean among the most effective like credit sequences I've ever seen. Yeah, that was pretty clean. Yeah. All right. Aside from from Barbarian and um, Talk to Me and Nope, because we've talked about Nope a lot, so I don't think we need to, uh, you know, espouse our love for Nope any more than we already have. What was like a horror movie that surprised you that maybe you didn't know a lot about or you went in with kind of lower expectations and were kind of surprised about how much you enjoyed it? I I think we were just looking – Sophie and I were looking through movies one night and we were kind of wanting like a thriller horror. We were kind of feeling edgy, you know, and uh, we found The Empty Man. Uh, came out in 2020. Had I didn't know anything about it. Um, but essentially a group of teens in the Midwest uh, began to like kind of disappear and 
locals believe it's kind of the myth, the the work of an ur- urban legend known as the Empty Man, and a retired cop like begins to look into this and he's struggling to find out what's happening. Uh, and he kind of obviously discovers what's, what's happening. This is another one that has a pretty effective opening sequence. I think, um, kind of like they, it starts out of where the, the movie is taking place. Like they're on a hike somewhere in the mountains where they discover this, um, urban legend that kind of wakes it up, you know, so to speak. And it was fine. I, I, I thought it was pretty good, honestly. And, um, I thought it was pretty effective. I don't even know if it's available anywhere now. I think I, I thought it used to be on Netflix, but um, we were pretty satisfied with that. And um, yeah, I was happy with it. Stars James Badgedale. Um, you might not know his name, but you probably know him. He's in actually quite a bit of movies. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that, that's one that, that I honestly enjoyed and kind of one you want to revisit because you're like, I feel like I forgot some pretty cool parts in this movie. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's probably the top one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you got, think I'm you gonna, got any? I'm going to go with Sick, um, which is the straight-to-peacock horror film, the slasher about COVID. Um, have you seen this one? I don't I don't think so. Okay. so It's on Peacock, isn't it? So I could yeah. watch it. Yeah, it's an original. Um, is it a COVID film? Yes, um, it's about okay. COVID, but it's not like about – it's a slasher. But the, the premise is that these two friends quarantine together at a lake house, at a family lake house, and then they're being stalked by a killer who is wearing a COVID mask and, because they're quarantining because um, they have COVID. And so they're being stalked okay. by a killer um, who is wearing a COVID mask. And so um, – there's a couple of twists in this movie that I don't want to really talk about anything else, but the most effective part for me, incredible fight and chase choreography in this, like Mm. really beautiful action set pieces. The camera is moving all the time. It's Mm. like not doing the thing where it cuts forever and you see like a killer getting close and then it cuts back to the person, cuts back to the killer, cuts back. Like it's showing you, they're actually fighting with the killers, like trying to fight them away. Mm. Um, and there's like one shots, there's chase sequences, there's whip pans, there's it's just it's incredible. Like really, really good choreography in this film. And so the dialogue and other stuff isn't gonna make it super memorable to most people. Um it's kind of gonna just eh, um yeah. in some points. But that action stuff really pushed it over the top for me. Cause he's shooting this horror movie like an action sequence. And the chases okay. are really important. Like it's not just a oh my god, they which Scream is guilty of this, but it kind of does it on purpose. Where they're like, oh my god, the killer runs, and well, the look, they ran into the corner of the couch and they fell over, and oh my god, look, like that's not happening in this. It's like brutal. Mm-hmm. Like I just smashed a, a mirror on this guy's face, and he's still coming at me, and I got stabbed in the hand, and now I'm wow. just trying to break yeah. through the bathroom door, but the camera went through the bathroom door with me. Like it is very incredible. Yeah. I just added it. It's still on Peacock. So I, I, no, that's interesting. I like haven't heard of that. I feel like that maybe it just slipped through my fingers. I just must have missed it. Another great thing about this movie: eighty-three minutes. Oh, you're that's in clean. and you're out. You're in and you're out. I mean, it's. I can watch that before the wife gets home, and that's a W. Although I yeah, do cause... need to watch. I do need to eat dinner though. Hmm. Yeah, that's tough. What a yeah. decision to make: watch a movie or eat. <laughs> Which one's more vital for your everyday life? I would say watching a movie, but let's just me. Hey, some are saying. Some are saying. People are, I've heard it. 
I've heard it said. People are saying. Our parents that listen to this podcast are just going to be like, what is wrong with our children? You know, it, it happens. No, okay. they know. My parents know I don't skip meals. Come on. You <laughs> know I don't skip meals. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's fair. I'm looking. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that like was like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't even know if this is considered horror. I think there had some horror parts, but uh, Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho um, with – Thomas two thirds of that movie slapped last. Thomas and McKenzie, Anya Taylor Joy, Matt Smith. I thought it was a pretty good film, pretty effective, um, unique in that way. But it, would you call that straight horror, or was that more just like a, a thriller? I think it's a thriller. I mean, there's definitely horror elements in it, but um, yeah, I, I would think that one was more of a thriller. Yeah. Are there any others there's... sticking out? Like, ooh, I, I, this was like a three out of five, but it was pretty effective in some areas, or you know. Um, I thought Fresh, the uh, cannibal yeah. horror movie that was on Hulu, was yeah. pretty effective at points. I liked X. Um, I thought X was good. Uh, the the only one I really want to mention, I think I already talked about it on this podcast, um, but one that's in the not scary but fun, Bodies, 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 hmm. um, which I thought was just uh, hilarious. One of the funniest horror movies I saw um, last year. And just a really effective premise, too, is like, I'm sure you've played, the, they're playing like, essentially, just, I don't know, if you've ever played the game Mafia, they're playing mm. like an actual version, of like a tag version of that, where you walk around the house in the dark, and then you, you tag somebody, but then someone actually dies while it happens, so then they think they're, they're, there's a killer on the loose, and then they have to try and figure out who that who that killer is, and try to mm. stop them, and they start turning on each other, and so... I would recommend it. Bodies, bodies, bodies. It's very it's good. It's a fun watch. The problem is Pete Davidson's in it, so then it's like, well, do I want to, do I want to watch that? Well, spoiler, but not real spoiler. Pete Davidson dies pretty early on, so he'll be oh. okay. Actually, nice. he's the person that dies first that sets it all off. So nice. That Sorry, was definitely but... like, a, hey, can I be in a this movie? And they're like, sure. <laughs> well, it also like everybody else seems way younger than him. Well, actually, Lee Pace is in this, so he's not younger, but everybody else seems way younger. And it's like, why is Pete Davidson here? He looks like he's a thirty-year-old <laughs> hanging out with these kids. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on Smile? Ah, uh, some 20, incredibly effective 22. sequences, but an unfortunately boring CGI ending. Mm. Um, that I just didn't enjoy. I did like the hopelessness of that movie, though. Yeah, and I also feel like that's a really, really good premise and was pretty effective at a lot of points. But at what point do you start to be like, okay, like I understand. You know what I, I mean? Think, like there's only so I much you can do. There's only so many times you can see a character creepy smiling at another character and be like, okay, that's scary. Like once mm -hmm. it happens for like the sixth time, you're like, all right, this isn't this isn't really effective anymore. Yeah. It's kind of hamstrung by their own premise. Yeah. I'm trying to, not much else worth mentioning. We've been talking about these movies. Is this like a good last couple year of movies? Is it eh? Is it? Well, let me check. Let's see. I just want to look. Let's look at the 2010s. Obviously, we've only been through three years of the 2020s. But I'm looking through the 2010s. There's definitely some good horror movies. But I would say that we've, we're hitting at above the average of at least the ones that I've seen from the 2010s. Yeah. Um, I'd say I, I'm liking more of the ones that have been released recently. But I also think that's because studios pivoted to horror as like a cash cow during the pandemic. and Because mm. they're easy so and they're cheap They're easy, to make. cheap, 
And so, hmm. yeah. So that, that I think that that may have had an effect on it. So, but I, I don't know if, I don't know if we're doing better or I would just say that horror is in a good place right now. Yeah. There's no, you know, busts at the box office. There's no, just these big universes being created and like, it, it just feels like it's, it's doing what it's always done. You got a couple IP, like you mentioned at the beginning and you got a couple never heard of surprisers, you know, that's, you know, mm-hmm. l- throwing new directors right into the scene and stuff. So. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about the future. I think we're. I think we're in a good spot. I think that I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Philippi brothers do in the future. We also have a couple other promising directors. Um, Zach Kreger, director of Barbarian. Interesting to see what he does next. And then the Radio Silence guys, who have been at the helm of the new Scream films. They also made Ready or Not. Um, will reportedly not be involved with the next Scream movie um, as they have already been contractually obligated to work on another film um, mm. and will not be involved in that. But also, who knows what's going to happen with new movies right now because we are still in the middle of a writer and actor strike that yep. I saw a new projection said it will last until at least November. Um, really? Because so... I thought for, I thought they were just... Uh, I saw something like they actually are deciding to meet together. The studios well, I think they're meeting, but they don't think that the studios are going to cave. Um, Got you. It really just depends on whether the they bargain together or not. Because I can see the actors getting a deal done without the writers. But the writers' stipulation is a little bit different. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, some of the actors' stuff, we don't have to get into all this because it's a whole different pod. But the fact that some of these studios think they have the right to scan a person's likeness and then own it for the rest of time. Is without compensating that actor un is insane and if you believe that's a good idea please never give an opinion in public ever again yeah that's rough so that's like yeah that's yeah um nathan we do this quite a bit i feel like with our you know specific movie pods the rest of the year do we know of some promising horror movies coming out have we heard? I know it's kind of harder to maybe hear about those than you hear like, oh, Martin Scorsese's, you know, 12th movie or The Killer, or, you know, but are there any ones that you've heard of that like could have some promising? I know Saw 10 uh, is coming up. There's Saw. There is um, a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which is just Five Nights at Freddy's is very popular. Like That's right. Mobile I heard game. it was three hours. That's not something I really want to be a part of. Wild. Um, The new Exorcist movie, The Exorcist Believer, which I think the last 20 seconds of that trailer are very effective. The first part, I don't know. Also, just reminded me how good The Exorcist score is. This may be dramatic, but that might be the most scared I've ever been in the trailer. That new Exorcist trailer. For some really? reason, that like was very effective for Is me. Is it the cut, the black and white cut thing at the end? And just the maybe the IMAX screen got me. Just the noise, sure. and it was just chaos, man. It was. And it then was wild. this week, actually, we have the last voyage of the Demeter, which I feel like is not going to be very good, but maybe fun. Which is about uh, Dracula arriving at Transylvania. He's on a ship uh, right. on across the sea. Except in the trailer, they really show a lot. They like even show what they he sh- looks like, which I thought was a mistake. Yeah, they, they show you kept... everything. <sighs> these tra- whoever's making these trailers, the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon trailer and the Dune trailer rip though. So that's good oh news. my goodness. 
Uh, there is The Nun 2. I saw that trailer. Oh, yes, that one too. Yep. But it, it is hard to find, like, you know, find out what horror movies are coming out just because it's usually, again, you smaller. To, you have to go to a horror movie to watch horror movie trailers, like, 99% yeah. of the time. So. Yeah. And there's just so many. Like, I'm looking right now, and it's like, these, you know, you're not going to hear of most of these horror movies, and it kind of gets lost. There's going to be, like, two or three surprise ones that hit streaming, and we're like, oh my gosh, that's actually kind of good. And we'll talk about it for a week. Yeah. Talk to me, Nathan. Mm, let me in, David. No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that was a very quick response. No, it's been good. Horror movie talk. Um, hey, what are we talking about next week? I don't know. I have no idea. Because yeah. I, our, I, what what's coming out? You know, like I don't. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, it's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll find something. We might talk about this new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's surprisingly getting some traction. Getting really good reviews. I don't know. I may, I'm I'm gonna go see a movie this week. I can't decide whether I want to see the Meg Two: Last Voyage of the Demeter or that movie. Why is there so much hype on the Meg Two? Is there hype or the... is it just like there's nothing else new well, right that's now? That could be true. I was like, I thought the first one was the first Garbani, one was fine. Yeah, and I didn't pay for that good. ticket. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was the first the first movie David ever saw in college because they yep, screened the it movie. for the freshman class for free. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, the Meg two, not good. We'll see. We'll see. You never know. But uh, no, it's been good. Uh, this is David Dirks and Nathan English talking about horror movies on What Do You Want to Watch. You've been listening, and we've been talking about it. See y'all later. I let you in.